0: Episode 123 of the Grand Prix Show, for coverage of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi.
1: I'm Robin Warner. And I am Jim Lau. Yeah, the uh, Yas Marina Street Circuit. That like, sounds Yass, familiar. Really street, I guess. Nah. Yas Marina Circuit. With $1.5 billion street. Right. And, you know, sort of between... Mega hotel and mega yacht avenue, as it were. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's the, the kind of the racetrack from the future, I guess, with the, uh, the way there's sort of nothing natural in the whole, uh, in the whole circuit and there's no, no trees or anything and it's all kind of crazy painted and lots of different weird track yes. configurations in there. And I believe it
0: was made out of old MacBooks I think and so. first generation iPads. I mean, who has one of those anymore?
1: Right. It's just, yeah, old stuff. And uh, so, but but a fun race, right? Uh, it Goes from daytime into nighttime. Uh, in years past, we haven't seen much overtaking. Uh, that has changed a bit this year. Did and, did I mean really? I guess the, the story um, it, to to get right into it is, is Sebastian Vettel, uh, you know, in qualifying. Why is the story always Sebastian Vettel? Uh. because he always qualifies on pole and he just starts in the beginning. And but then, he didn't. He did not this time.
0: Thank you very much. He he qualified twenty fourth. Couldn't even get out of his own way. Well, in regulation speak, sort of. As in, he
1: was fastest. Well, not fastest. No, no, he wasn't. Was, he genuinely you know, wasn't. Yeah, Hamilton Hamilton had a handle on actual speed at the track. Uh, Vettel was was going to be what fifth, I think, or third. Third. Okay, and uh, and but was disqualified because he didn't have enough gas in his car. Oops. Oops. Uh, had to stop on track, and then still didn't have enough enough gas to uh, for the FIA to get their sample. So it had to be sent to the back of the grid. Uh, which I thought was fun, right? So um, every once in a while, when you see someone have to work their way through traffic, and uh, you know, let's let, let's sort of test this guy out in a little bit different way—not just can he start at the beginning and pull out some time, but if he, if he really has to work his way through the field, can he do it? And today, um, through a combination of skill and luck, I think must be said, uh, Vettel uh, yes. did make his way to the podium and uh, was was really impressive with a uh, third-place result. Yeah, he he was
0: he was quite impressive and. He made very good use of uh, a very quick car. They made a strategic change to the car um, overnight because he was 24th, uh, because he was no longer, I guess, I don't know exactly how that works. I guess he was no longer in part for May. They changed seventh gear in the car Yeah, and made it taller so he could go faster down the back straight, which I was actually a little bit surprised you could do that.
1: Yeah, and I, I wonder, I actually remember from uh, Kimi Raikkonen, and of course we'll talk about him in a second, but from years ago when there'd be like whatever, you know, weird issues in qualifying or something in, like in the McLaren days, and for whatever reason he seemed to start from the back more often than a lot of his rivals, and but would, would come up with these drives to get up into the top ten, you know, fourth or sixth or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and, it, and I just, I, I always wondered, I mean, if, you know, if you start like fifth, um, you know, it's like what what do you do to your car to make it so much better so that you can start from like 20th and do really well that you couldn't do to your car and like start from fifth and do really well. You know, it's like, it's like what strategy is so much better that it's like, Oh, we only use the strategy. when We really have to um, It's sort of like, can't you use that to get farther up the grid? I mean, I right. realize you're, you're passing faster cars and it's not quite that simple, but you know, to, to get from 24th or I think technically 23rd because Pedro de la Rosa's car was behind Vettel's in the pit lane. But you know, as far as the grid lineup and right. the qualification 24th, right. um, to go from there and pass so many cars to get up to third spot and just the strategy and the pits and the whole thing, uh, just working really really well. It's like we we changed your car to make it faster. It's like why wasn't it like that before? You know, wouldn't right. that speed have helped him in another way? I don't, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, who knows? Or either way, he started uh, way down the grid and he moved up. Um, but it has to be said, and you kind of alluded to this earlier. I think Vettel also got very lucky, which Vettel tends to do um, with. Uh, two safety cars here to uh, bundle up the field for him, tw- you know, twice. And it happened at opportunity times as well. He he was definitely off the standard cycle of pit stops among the, from the leaders. He had one pit stop very early on, and then he did a second one, I would say, a, you know, about 60% into the race. And both of those times, he had his pit stop, and then not too long afterwards, the safety car when it came out. So... Um, although he might have pitted slightly after. I honestly don't remember exactly when he pitted compared to the first one.
1: His second pit, though, for sure, was this sort of real lucky timing where he'd just come back out in the pits um, and I think was in fourth at that point, was just behind Button. Something like that, then, then, But was sort of on track pretty far behind him. And then there was a safety car for that whole incident with – uh, with Checo Perez, which, again, we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that. And uh, and that just, yeah, bunched them right back together and then, uh, you know, just went on for a little while and then was able to make a pretty bold move to pass Jensen Button. Uh, so, yeah, early in the race, uh, Vettel getting around back markers isn't terribly dramatic, you know, with the, the car being that much better. And, you know, and Vettel and, and a couple of the guys really seem to just kind of get out of his way, uh, which – Yes, when they are technically racing for position, you know, any any position is is a position you can keep and if I can, you know, whatever, but if I am, you know, in a Caterham or something and there's only so many corners I'm going to be able to hold Vettel behind me. Right. And what am I really going to gain? I'm probably going to slow myself down more compared to the other guys I'm actually really racing by trying to sort of keep Vettel at bay and there's more of a chance I'm going to break something. So, um, you know, it's sort of this this like yes, it's for a position, but he's sort of he's just a higher class of car really and uh, probably not worth defending too hard. Um, or maybe these guys are defending as hard as they possibly could, and, and Fettel and the Red Bull were just able to make it through and make it look pretty easy, I'm not sure. But, right. was, you know, it really seems like some drivers were really sort of pushing them a little bit, and a few drivers just really not, and uh, really kind of letting them go through, uh, which is fine, because it would have been a shame, I guess, if he'd gone 10 laps in and then crashed, and then that was it. But, um, yeah. yeah, it worked out. Either
0: way, The the biggest effect of that was what seemed like at the beginning of the race, a potential uh, boon for Alonso to make a ton of points up, come out of this, come out of this race and the lead in the championship turn into a very minor blow in Vettel's lead. I mean, he, t- he took a few points off, but now Vettel still retains his lead in the championship by 10 solid points um, going in with just two races left and most likely not starting from uh, the back of the field for the last two events.
1: Right. At part of the luck. Uh, that the uh, went Vettel's way, of course, was number one. Lewis Hamilton, who in qualifying was just the fastest by a nice margin, in every massive single sector, margin.
0: just massive. I couldn't believe how much comfort zone, how much how much of a cushion he had. That was incredible.
1: Yeah, and I, I look at the, uh, after qualifying, uh, vivaf1.com, which is a great site for a lot of stats and insight and stuff, publishes a little graphic, not just the numbers, which everyone has the numbers, but a nice kind of a graphic of here's where the cars are in each sector, and you can kind of see, and usually it's kind of a mix, where one guy is fast in one sector one, and maybe another one, and you know, different, different people are fast in different areas, and this one was just Hamilton, 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 sectors one, two, and three, and everyone else just a step back from him, and then they, they were all kind of mixed together in terms of who was fast where. It was just, for whatever reason, Hamilton just has this track figured out. The car was hooked up, everything was working great, and he started this race and was, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, vetting it, yeah. and pulling <laughs> off, you know, starting to pull up a
0: nice lead. I'm sure and, Hamilton wouldn't want to be told he was vetting it. No, but, you know. but
1: I mean, it's, I guess, it's, yeah, it's better than Schumachering it or something. Well, so, these you
0: know, days, which, absolutely. Uh,
1: but uh, and and then just had he had a fuel pressure problem, and it was just he's you're going, you're fine, you're winning, and you're not, and you're, you're done. done. Pull over, and stop, and you're done. Game over, which is super frustrating um there was a little bit of an allusion to uh that oh isn't it weird that after as soon as you know mclaren you know yeah. hamilton announced he's leaving mclaren uh and, you know there's a technical problem on his car in every race isn't that a bit funny no which you and i looked at each other and thought <laughs> no i mean
0: no it's not funny yes it is a coincidence yes mclaren still wants to win races i mean it's well just so silly. Our, our
1: question though is um you know so you and i don't think mclaren would do anything intentional for the for a McLaren car to get a poor result it just doesn't make sense to us but are there people who honestly believe that you know this it's sort of fun to joke about or sort of oh yeah FIA it's Ferrari assistance and blah 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 but but like really does anyone actually think are there any announcers or any you know people, followers of the sport out there that really think uh you know I don't know if there's big sort of I don't know if it's you know who what what kind of fanboy would be would you know if a, if a Ferrari right. fan would be like oh McLaren's are idiots so you know I don't know and to those people don't forget that
0: any time McLaren does better, McLaren earns money for that. Any time they do worse, they lose money. Their position in the Constructors' Championship is worth millions of dollars. You know, their, their race position, it's all valuable to them. So just from a dollars and cents point of view, anything they do to purposefully sabotage their cars is hurting their pocketbook. Right. It's, there's a very direct correlation that there's so many reasons why there's why no team would ever do that even if they despise their drivers they would never do that so to think that they would for some reason purposefully do anything to hamilton's car after hamilton has been connected to the team for 15 years it's just in my opinion laughable
1: right i mean there's there's going to be some you know weird personal feelings you know this whole thing with oh ron dennis hasn't spoken to lewis or they haven't talked together until until this weekend in abu dhabi you know since he announced his moving and blah, blah blah like yeah some of that's going to be kind of weird but at a at a business at a motorsport level of like you know this is what we're here to do we have the we have the fastest car out here oh let's mess with this fuel pressure so it dies right. halfway through the race yeah. it just doesn't make any sense
0: and let alone everyone on the team wanting to do well, let alone everyone's reputation and all those things. Right. You know, it just, it's I no. mean,
1: and this is McLaren who was disqualified from the entire season's points one year, not too long ago for, you know, sort of a scandal of intelligence and, and, you know, this whole deal with Ferrari and whatever back in the day. So, you know, the last thing they want to do is get, you know, accused or rightfully so of any kind of fraud or any kind of tampering or whatever, even if it's to their own detriment. So, yeah, it's, anyway, we do not fall into that category at all. But uh, it' would just be interesting if there are people who really honestly would think that that's the case or uh
0: and if you do and if you listen to the
1: show, please tell us why we'll listen we may or may not you know have a respectable reaction to it, but we'll we'll uh, Very true. we'll listen to it uh so yeah, so it was looking like all hamilton's you know it was hamilton's race to uh to win today, and it you know obviously all fell apart for him. Um, but there was a lot of other drama. I mean, we're um, you know we're used to the Abu Dhabi of a few years ago, where Alonso couldn't get around Vitaly Petrov for you know eighty percent of the race, right? And, you know, just very little overtaking, and, very boring, frankly. Um, you know, day into night, but you just kind of fall asleep anyway. So it doesn't matter. But there was there was a lot going on. I mean, some of it in terms of uh, I mean, obviously when the when the winner or the the leader of the race just just falls out of the race, that mixes things up a little bit. Um, you know Alonso doing just far better than that car should. Uh, Weber having a poor start, which mixed things up and got Raikkonen up into a good spot at the beginning. And uh, I mean, we can't uh, you know just we, we we can't discount Raikkonen for holding on to it and and making it happen today and just in coming across with his with his first win. You know since his return to F one. Uh, it was it was fantastic to see him come out on top. It was it, you know he's been you know
0: up and down, up and down, but. At least in race pace, is it's been pretty darn consistent that he's always trying as hard as possible and always keeping himself in that fight one way or the other. You know, it didn't pan out to be super crazy in India. He ended up finishing, I think it was sixth, maybe it was seventh. Seventh. And, you know, and they brought a big update to the car in Korea to try to do one last push to the end of the championship. Um, but he's always kind of been knocking on the door. He's third in the driver's championship. And then all of a sudden he sees himself in this possibility this, um, spot to capitalize. And he was, he was on top of it. No problems, no mistakes. He, uh, handled, he handled the, um, he handled the safety car when everyone was bunched up behind him. He handled that really well. He got pressure from Alonzo towards the end of the race. Alonso started ringing off fast laps. Not the fastest at the very end of the day, but fast lap after fast lap. Didn't phase Raikkonen. Um Raikkonen, getting, being hassled by his team boss over the radio, trying to talk to him and tell him stuff. And that did phase Raikkonen. That is just so funny to hear him... He, he kind of came off like a bit of a jerk, to be frankly honest. But because it's Kimi, it's just funny. It, you just can't... Because it is so Raikkonen. It, yeah, it's, it's fulfilling the caricature of Kimi Raikkonen.
1: It's Kimi Raikkonen playing the character of Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, I absolutely. Think what it is, yeah.
0: So if you didn't happen to hear the radio transmissions, he was quite curt with his, um, with his race engineer um, at two different occasions. First time when his race engineer was trying to tell him distance behind that fernando alonso was and what his pace was and all these things and he said just don't talk well what was his words just just don't say anything i know i know what i'm doing yeah (laughs) basically leave me alone i know what i'm doing
1: yeah leave me alone i think because it was like oh i'll keep updating you on the gap and the pace and he's like i don't want that (laughs) (laughs) just like don't talk i i you know i don't i don't want it i don't hear it and then
0: during the safety car uh
1: the engineer got on the like, hey, you need
0: to keep your tires warm. And Kimi's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, I know. Keep the tires. Stop telling me every 10 seconds.
1: Yeah. And then what you pointed out, you know, 30 seconds later when we saw it going around, everyone else was, you know, back and forth across the track scrubbing their tires. And Kimi was like dead Bone straight, straight down the middle. <laughs> but he knew what he was doing. And he
0: got, an launch, he got an excellent jump uh, after the safety car came in. And he went on and win his first race, of 2012, in a Formula One car, and, and now he's in the one benefit from that. Uh, you know, he is officially out of the championship running at the end of this race, despite winning the race because Vettel did as well as he did. There are now there's now more than 50 points between um, Raikkonen and, and Vettel, but it does put him over. I don't remember. It's uh, it's like 98 to 67. So. 31 points uh, clear of fourth-place challenger uh, in the championship. So Raikkonen's looking like a very solid chance for third place in the Drivers' Championship. His first year back in, the, in a race team that's going to be fourth in the Drivers' Constructors' Championship. So, I mean, that is extremely solid. That is a very, very good run.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, to contrast with a seven-time world champion, for example, coming back into the sport mm-hmm. after three years right. and having a string of very dismal results to uh yeah to come back and and be you know very very respectable position in the championship and with a race win i mean that that really has to feel good it's not the championship of course but to to not just oh yeah we did really well on points we had a couple of podiums blah 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 but you know what no in in abu dhabi won the race top step of the podium the whole thing well, that's that's got to be a nice boost
0: contrast it to mark weber who is in the current constructor leader and in fourth in drivers championship yeah you know with, more, with multiple wins, by the way. He's yeah. had two, two wins this series to uh, Kimi Raikkonen's one win now. And he's in the championship winning car. And he's, he's the one that's 31 points behind Raikkonen. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Kimi, in my mind, has been extremely impressive this year. A little bit of a jerk. But extremely
1: impressive. <laughs> but it's—I it's, don't even doesn't even strike me as being a jerk. It just strikes me as being just him. It's like his personality and it's whatever. Which but his
0: personality is a little jerky. It's a little jerkish. Some jerk—jerk jerk worked into the personality there.
1: Uh yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I feel like his engineer would would should probably know that he doesn't want you know updates every few seconds on who's around him. I know, but if
0: someone's trying to tell you something and trying to be nice and trying to be helpful, be like. Thank you, but I really don't need that right now. You know, with Kimi, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just there was no. You know what I'm saying? And then also, he, at the end of the race, he was like, "Yeah, thanks, guys." <laughs> and the radio, oh, you got to respect Kimi. But, I but have did done they hire to hire him, so
1: he'll be so he'll be professional. Of on course radio, not. Him so he'll I, of course, course race, not. You know? Of course so not. He... I'm just.
0: It is still funny.
1: Fair enough. No, it was funny. It was it was a good moment. And uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of scrubbing the tires, I mean, he at least didn't uh, you know drive himself off the track trying to scrub his tires and into a DRS you know styrofoam this sign. This is true. Unlike unlike once S Vettel um, who who did so. Um, but yeah, there's I mean there's who a lot. Who will go? He'll <laughs> that was not words. Nailed it. Who will
0: go nameless until now? It was Sebastian Vettel.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little incidents. Not a whole lot of them are are sort of controversial enough to to really dig into. Um, but so you talk about Mark Webber for a second and there's a couple of a couple of sort of uh gray areas I guess with uh, with Webber's driving today and kind yes. of what you know so he got he had no penalties um he ended up having retiring from the race after a crash with uh I guess it was Grosjean's car um, after fallout from another incident. And that was not his fault. Right. No. That but, was a just an
0: innocent bystander type of deal. But before
1: that, there was a run-in with Massa and there was a run-in with Maldonado. Yes. And neither of which he was penalized for. But uh, you were saying you're of the opinion that uh, that may not be the case if it, if it weren't Weber or if it were Maldonado and Weber the other way around or whatever. So absolutely, talk through that.
0: Yeah. So both of those race incidents were investigated by the FIA Safety Stewards.
1: For like uh, two seconds, those are really quick investigations. They are, that I must, both of I them were ask.
0: investigated. Both of them uh, were listed as no further action. But you know, he had a very aggressive move on the outside of, for against Maldonado, trying to uh, pass him around the outside of a corner at the uh, at the straightaway, and and uh, he gave. Uh, Maldonado, no room. Maldonado slammed on the brakes as hard as he could. He was as inside as he could be. He was all over the curbs of the apex. Locked up, like, yeah. already at that a- everything point. Everything he yeah. could do, and they ran into each other. Flip those two around. Maldonado was trying to do the pass around the outside. Would that have been looked at and given no further action? I'm suspicious that uh, Maldonado would have gotten a penalty. Now, maybe that's not entirely unjustified. I mean, Maldonado, is, uh, Weber has kept himself... Largely trouble-free this whole season, and maybe that merits a little bit more flexibility when you do have an incident. But then uh, at the same time, if it is supposed to be an isolated incident versus an isolated incident, and based on the way things have been judged so far this season, it seems like Weber kind of got lucky. Then in addition to that, he had another incident very similar with Massa, and that was also deemed a racing incident. And there, to me, it seemed, well... uh, Maybe that one was a little bit more of a race incident, but it definitely still seemed like Weber was the aggressor.
1: Yeah, and and I, I agree. I mean, certainly the Maldonado one, just looking at the onboard from Maldonado, the, my question is sort of, you know, what else could he have done? And there's a couple of these incidents, and I think, I, I, you know, not to sort of throw Grosjean under the bus, but there's several incidents where um, it's maybe not your fault, but could you have done something differently to avoid it? It's sort of a different sort of level of, of responsibility or whatever. So it's like, okay, you know, you know, when Grosjean is in crash after crash and says, oh, I, you know, it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my fault, it's sort of like a little kid being like, he started it. It's like, yeah, but you didn't have to continue it. Right. You know? So if he says, oh, it wasn't my fault, it's like, yes, but with, when we see these top drivers going wheel to wheel, which we did today with, with Button, with Alonzo, with Vettel, with a lot of these guys really, really close to each other, and even if, if there had been an incident, you could say, oh, well, it wasn't his fault. But the point is there weren't incidents. So with Maldonado, though, I look at the, uh, the, the issue with Weber, and I just think there is just nothing Maldonado could have done. Right. You know, he was he was taking his corner, he wasn't trying anything weird. He you know, he was he was already on the line, it was Weber trying to get around, and he was already at the apex or the middle of the corner, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's a Red Bull car and and there's his front wing gone and, and you know, mixes them all around. So it's like what what you know, what would you ask him to do in that point? You know, whereas Weber had all the options in the world, uh, because he was on the outside of the track, he right. could have he could have backed off, he could have run wide, he could have you know, there's a lot of different things he could have ways he could have done that. So i 'm uh, in agreement on that one i don 't remember the uh, the masa one as well. I mean I, what I remember from the masa one was the the weird sort of the little fake out at the very end where masa spun without right. contact right, uh, which was sort of interesting, I and mean, that was just I think an overreaction to uh, sort of seeing weber 's car coming back at him. but
0: it was a bit of an overreaction yes but and there was I, w- I did want to add there was poetic justice with the uh, Weber model instance because Weber spun in that one, right, and that ended up costing him a few places, but you know everyone has their down days. Uh, This definitely was a down day for Weber. It's really a shame, too, because in the middle of the season, early middle part of the season, it really looked like Weber could make a real strong run for this championship. Mm -hmm. And had he kept himself a little bit more tidy and just a little bit sharper, I think he very well could have been. You know, he's got two race wins. He could have been right there with Alonzo.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, looking at the championship uh, board right now, it's, you know, Vettel has 10 points over Alonzo. Uh, like we talked about, but then it's, then and then Raikkonen is, I think, like you say, a sort of clinched third place, as much as can be said. Um, but then, yeah, Weber is only two points ahead of Hamilton, and both of them scored zero today, you know, both of them retiring, uh, and then Button is, is in a couple points back, uh, what is it, uh, 12 points behind Hamilton, so yeah. certainly that could change, that's for sixth spot, you know, yeah. Button could make that up, or whatever, and then it's like a, you know, they Bay- leak back to Massa and the rest of the field. But, we didn't mention this earlier, too. Also, another thing that Weber did not do much for himself, think
0: about his racing start today as well. didn't yeah. even think about that. But he was, he was on the front row, and by turn, what, three, he was fourth or fifth.
1: Yeah. It, uh, it went wrong, and that's really where Kimi got, got around him there and, and was able to just sort of start his charge. Um, still behind Hamilton at that point. I mean, Hamilton really had the handle on it um, and, until he didn't until, – until, <laughs> until his car let him down. Until McLaren – Cut his fuel line, (laughs) bastard. Yeah. Um, And then the other other big incident, uh, well, I guess the big incident, there's not a whole lot of drama surrounding it, was Noreen Carthacan and Nico Rosberg. Mm. A a very big crash where um, what ended up being called on Noreen's car was a steering failure. Really? um, Yeah, which somehow causes a very dramatic reduction in speed. (laughs) I suppose. uh, Which that is a heck of a failure for steering to do that. Yes. Um, But anyway, Rosberg was right behind Carthacan at that point. Rosberg had pitted... uh, right after the first lap because he had he had some damage on his car I don't know if it was a cut tire or what it was but um, so he was he was in the back of the grid uh, back of the field working his way up but uh, yeah so Marine's car just slowed up very 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 quickly caught Ross- Rossberg off guard uh, he tried to try to get around him and didn't kind of Rolled up over the back of uh, of the HRT, yeah. uh, fell down on its wheels. Luckily, and didn't flip all the way over. But it was, you know, definitely a sort of a hairy couple of moments there. Um, and then spun off into the uh, and hit the hit the wall with sort of a not a terrible impact, but not a light one either. I mean, it was a, a reasonable impact. Uh, thankfully, Rossberg was able to sort of hop up and walk away from the car, so there was no injury there. Um, but the cars were definitely both all all torn apart. And um, you know, one of these that you sort of you, you look at kind of what happened and how the cars. Got over each other, and it's you know one of those. Not, this isn't like something where a cockpit would have would have changed things because it was over the back of the car, not the front. But still, kind of a, like it could have been worse than it was yeah. with uh, the, just kind of the forces and the speeds involved. Um, but not a lot of controversy there. I mean, they were both. It was just sort of like, you know, Narain's like, "Dude, my car failed," and Rosberg's like, "Yeah, and I crashed into you, so that happened. <laughs> that sucks for both of us." But yeah. no. No conspiracy theories on that particular right, right, one. I right. don't think. I don't know. Does HRT stand for something that I don't realize that? Um, you know the, the Rossberg. Uh, anyway, hi Rossberg. Besides hormone replacement therapy, I mean, other than other than that. Um, but yeah. no. So the other, the other, the other, incident, one of them, yes. is, is Checo Perez.
0: Oh, our,
1: our boy, kinda, kinda. But man, I don't know. After after someone's this, someone's boy. So um, I'm going to say Sergio Perez. Checo perez see it's just tourette's it i just, think i'm pretty sure it happens um so there's there's like a four-way battle kind of going on you've got you've got grosjean uh Chaco perez and mark weber sergio perez. Sergio chico perez uh, There. Ah, yeah ah. um and, and so they're all vying for position. They're all very, very close to each other. They're, they've all got durs on each other, so they're not quite, you know, getting around. And, oh man, um, I'm
0: just like so many dirty jokes just running through my head right now. Four way, and you durs all over you. It just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, let Josh, me know, I, let I, me know I, if something comes up. I shouldn't you, have brought
0: that up. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, um, Jeco, kind of, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's sort of, it's sort of between, not like an inside or outside, but sort of in between a couple of cars. Um, to to try to make a pass and to try to I think uh, capitalize on Grosjean slowing down um, as a, as a reaction to Resta as best I can uh, recall without looking at the video right now. Um, but uh, it it really, you know, it seemed like just trying to trying to get his car to fit somewhere that it that it just wouldn't. And uh, and the end result was uh, Grosjean's car just being kind of bumped out to the side into Weber's car. Right. Um. So in that case, uh, like we said, you know, wasn't really wasn't Weber's fault by any means. Um. Maybe if 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 he weren't if he had sort of backed off a little bit to uh, if he were you know thinking about a championship or something if if he were in maybe a different state of mind um, he may have done something slightly different with his car to keep him out of that way of danger but as it was uh, it was you know it wasn't it wasn't certainly a Weber aggressive thing um, but it knocked Weber's car off you know broke his, his wheel and uh, he sort of just uh, went off to the side but uh, uh, damaged Grosjean's car it did end his day as well so we saw yet another. Uh, downward, you know, sad lion walking around in the paddock. Um, yes. Especially after Raikkonen won, and then uh, Grosjean's on the on the lotus He's pit like, like, Oh, good. Yay, that guy won. Sweet.
0: And this, in this instant, uh, Sergio was deemed at fault, and he did get actually a pretty stern penalty. Not only was it a stop and go, it was stop for 10 seconds in your box, then go.
1: Right. So. Which is so much longer than a drive-through, oh, uh, man. you know, to to not only just to that's be ten, off the track and going slowly, but then to you know, ten the, seconds plus the cell time and excel time. Exactly, yeah. um, and you know whether it, you know that that's a heck of a penalty. Um, you know, Weber and Grosjean had tougher penalties, and that their races were ended at that moment, and they they were done. So you know, does the, fen- the penalty fit or whatever, you know, or was it, how intentional was it? I mean, I don't think it was his intent to actually take cars out of the race. It was his intent to pass these cars, but, right, right. Um, uh, you know, but that that was, um, you know, so I, I guess we agree with the uh, the assessment, I think, but do you think the penalty is, uh, is the right task to, uh, you know, the, the right thing to do?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think a stop and go would have been okay, but I think because there were so many people, involved in, in in the accident it did cause so much of a ruckus that yeah i don't i guess i don't really i can't really argue with that too much to be honest with you
1: yeah so Checo ends 15th today um but uh grosjean 10th uh, with retirement uh, weber in 11th and uh, i mean there were a lot of cars out today from uh we didn't even talk about uh hulkenberg from from lap one um, you know, getting getting punted off there. And then that was, you yep. know, then Rosberg had his tire or whatever. Then the lap seven was that Noreen and, and Nico deal. Um, Hamilton out, Weber out, Grosjean out. So, you know, those things kind of helped the the top of the field look a, a little bit weird. But, um, but you know, the guys that held on and uh, and made it happen. I mean, obviously Vettel had his, his driver through the field, but um, behind him, Jensen Button, solid race, not amazing. I mean, he had the same car uh, basically as, uh, as Hamilton and could have, uh, potentially just uh, walked away with it. he started fifth instead of uh, uh instead of first, but um you know we may have been able to see something better from jensen but uh that is what it is um, but pastor maldonado man um did start third i mean put himself in a in a great spot and he actually had a i think a curse problem that said that means you know it's just sort of his uh fall back to fifth um, some of that of course helped by you know he was he would have been lower if it weren 't for some of the other drama around him that right. he was able to avoid but uh yeah, so, you know, sort of just a shout-out to uh, Pastor doing his thing. Um, and, you know, the only incident he was involved in, involved in was really, you know, nothing he could have done about it. Uh, and then Kobayashi behind him not actually running into multiple people today, just uh, kind of doing his thing.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And nice. then Masa
1: and Senna and some other guys that, uh, that went on went on to do the race. But uh, another, another unlucky day, I guess, for Schumacher. I mean, I, I just remember Abu Dhabi, um, his... But schumacher's first race in abu dhabi where i think it was like lap one or two or something like in the first few laps getting spun around and then and then you know getting somebody run over the back of his wing and just get retired like right off the bat and it was like okay well that's that's too bad um but uh and and again here today just uh i think he had a a puncture down he just had to take an extra pit stop and slow him down enough to move him back in the field he finished 11th you know the mercedes really not looking amazing today and uh there's so many questions now to to Lewis Hamilton, I'm sure he's sick of the question of like, hey, Lewis, you know, you're in the fastest car ever, you know, and you're just, you dominated at the beginning of the race until your car failed. But doesn't it worry you that the Mercedes are really slow? And he's like, no, no, it's a challenge. It's fun. Uh, hm. But, you know, I mean, on some level, you've got to be thinking about that. It's kind of like yeah. people saying, oh, we're not thinking about the championship. It's like, oh, you have to be. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, I mean, it, it, Vettel said that.
0: What last race after the the last race where he won he's like, Oh we're not thinking about the championship. we just want to win races, oh, come on that's uh right. couldn't be more from the truth but anyway with with that i I don't know, I think part of it is just uh, Schumacher's retiring, he knows it i just in like a lion out like a lamb kind of situation for Schumacher you know he's been he's been around for a long time he's been back for a long time now, and it's just like just just brutal it's no mercy for this guy it's just he's just looking so lackluster yeah and in a lot of ways i think everyone just kind of wants this to be over as soon as possible that are in <laughs> just, that camp. Just rip that band <laughs> off that's man. what i'm just, saying you know it's just it's it's just a it's I, I have so much respect for him wanting to come back and doing it and, and all this kind of stuff but it's just the way it's worked out it's just that sad. respect is just going away. It's, <laughs> it's
1: just sad, you know.
0: It's just not how you want to mm-hmm. end your Formula One career. Well,
1: there are only two races to go this year and uh, in Schumacher's career. Uh, the next one, of course, being uh, somewhere in this mystical land called Te- Texas, Texas. No,
0: yeah, I believe something it, or other. I believe the X is silent. It's uh, Teja. Ah, Teja. Teja. Yes.
1: So uh, that that's that's happening apparently, and then Brazil. Um, you know, Obviously, we're excited about it because it's on our time zone.
0: Now, one thing that's going to be interesting about Texas is I hear that a couple of celebrities are actually going to be at that event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some high-profile dudes from the uh, metropolitan uh, Detroit area.
1: Don't they do some F1 show or something? No.
0: No. No, no, no. But they do something about Grand Prix, I think, though. All,
1: all I know is F1 show. Did it change? <laughs> no, no. No, no. Oh. You don't know anything about that, no. what you just said show. Hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we are going to be in Texas. We are very excited about it. And we actually have some of the major details sorted out. This might actually not cost us a fortune, which is really wonderful. However, some of the details are sort, still to be sorted
1: out, like when or if I can go. How you'll get there could be via automobile transport, could be via an airplane. So, but possibly dirigible.
0: Most likely we'll be there. And, um, and, uh, We'll I'm going there. if only for you, the for yeah. the
1: tacos and the barbecue. You will be
0: there and going. you will be there on Thursday. I have the uh, I will hopefully also be there on Thursday, although I might be there on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> but I don't know yet, but I hope it's also on Thursday.
1: Yes. Clear as mud. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I look forward to details on that as they progress. But, yeah, our last live, like, when both of us were in event coverage, was the last U.S. Grand Prix 2007. Yes. And uh, we had a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday quick post-race update as well as an actual sort of show once we got to watch the race, uh, which is, you know, for anyone who's been to an F1 race un- can appreciate it. It's a very different experience. You know, you're, you're, you're there, and there's a lot of excitement around being there, and the whole experience of being there is, is very different than watching it, of course. Um, but it's a lot harder to follow a complicated race. I mean imagine people in the stands in India were probably just fine because there were so few changes in the order uh, that it wasn't it was like, okay, this guy's there and I could see the cars going by and okay the slower cars are yeah. cycling, whatever. But someone in these stands in Abu Dhabi would have been like, Wait, who, what? <laughs> you right. know, where's Hamilton? I thought his car was in right, and, and right. now now, some now poor, over. Some here. poor
0: kids doing lap times with Lewis Hamilton and then it's like Minute 45, minute 50, minute 55, uh-oh, where's my boy?
1: Yeah, and just, you know, like, isn't Vettel, I thought he was at the back, how is he over right. there now, and then where's Weber? Yeah. So. And there's
0: going to be jumbotrons and all that kind of stuff, but, you know. Yeah, but you can't, I mean. And I'm sure you're going to
1: have your iPad trickery going on. I'll have some craziness going on, although will it work? I don't know, you know, with that many people in one place at one time, everyone else is going to have their iPad trickery going too. And it uh, may all just, you know, bring the network down. Did you know there was, a, there was a, a, a race, a foot race at the Austin Grand Prix track this past weekend, and, like, traffic was totally screwed up? It was terrible. Really? And it was, like, less than, a, I think they said a 25th of the size of the traffic expected for the Grand Prix. Yeah. That could be a problem. They said it was, like, three hours average transit time to get into and out of the race each way. <sighs> So oh, no I expect, now we've never been there, of course, the track hasn't been open well, yet that's I mean, Well, that's not true you've been there but you' been there you know, yes. no, one, no one's been there during an event like this this, this is well, a bit and of an even
0: it's funny you say that because even the grand opening thing that I went to was tiny traffic by you know maybe it right. was a, maybe it was a thousand people, but it was no more than that and uh, and that was plenty of kayak Chaotic, But you kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt. It's like, okay, brand new, everything's new, everything's going on, no one knows what they're doing, just a bunch of volunteers. But, yeah, I don't know about even – the. it's definitely outside of town and the infrastructure. It's not like it's – there's tons of lanes to and from. There's
1: only only so many roads you can take to get there. Now, they are changing the lane thing. They're paving some of the shoulders on that, I think, 131, that toll road to get down there to make that four lanes instead of two. So it will be three lanes, you know, inward at the beginning of the race and outward at the end and one lane the other way. Like, they are – doing some things on that, and apparently the uh, part of the part of this article was talking about the like, local sheriffs or police or whoever was supposed to be directing traffic, um, and some of the organizers were like, yeah, we had people out there directing traffic, and then people that were actually in the traffic were like, yeah, no, there weren't. There were no police <laughs> there directing traffic. So hopefully what comes out of this is that they learn these lessons yes. you know, as of last weekend. They have a bunch of meetings about it. They make some plans. They have their circles and arrows on their maps, and they figure all out what circles needs to happen. Circles and arrows, yes. Yes, and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was, and... <laughs> Um, what is that word? that even what's that even from? Anyone who knows what that's from will will know what that's from. But you, I don't know what that's from. So explain it to me. It's a it, Alice's restaurant, man. It's a it's a what do you go song. Anyway, um okay. Uh so I you're confusing me. No, no, they're going to they're going know. I'm confusing you. Yes. No, they they're going to know what the deal is and it's going to be all good for the race. Because um, circles and arrows we, and
0: paragraphs on the back yes. because it's a song.
1: Yes. <laughs> It's a Thanksgiving
0: song, okay? It's seasonally Thanksgiving appropriate. Song.
1: Yes, it's the Thanksgiving song. How is that the
0: Thanksgiving you know song? What? If it was the Thanksgiving song, I feel like I would know about it. What, being, okay, what, being an American that celebrates Thanksgiving. What, Every
1: year, by the way. What Never Thanksgiving song? One. What okay, what's the song you have to listen to on Thanksgiving? I don't know.
0: It's something about turkeys trotting around. I don't that's know. That's not a, even a song. No, it is, first of all. Second of all, that's more Thanksgiving E because it's about turkeys. You eat turkey on Thanksgiving, at least most people do.
1: Yeah. Anyway, should be okay for us. We are going to be taking the shuttle bus and not trying to park our car and from paying thousands downtown, of dollars yes, to, uh, exactly. to park our car, which is
0: supposed to be free. I do hope that is the case.
1: The shuttle is free. Yeah, there's there's two. There's one from a convention center, one from right downtown. Um, but to, didn't we didn't we find it was like fifteen hundred dollars to get a parking pass to park at the track or something? At like the track, yeah. But I'm saying, but no, the, the parking where you par- where
0: you go for the shuttle that is also free. I do believe. I hope. I think it was.
1: Yeah, so here's hoping we'll be able to actually get to the race (laughs) because no people were getting to this foot race like after it had started. Like, oh, and so the original entrance, entrance on right. So they so it was supposed to start at eight. They pushed it back by forty minutes because being like, oh, people are getting here late. We better start our thing forty minutes late. And still, a lot of people showed up like another half hour, hour after that, which is like totally bad if you've got you know right because a
0: foot race couldn't be much more than a half an hour, an hour unless it was multiple laps. Uh, Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know what the whole deal. It was like a you know a kind of a charity thing. It wasn't like a serious like you know, race. Um, you know, there wasn't like championship points. I thought it was a serious race. No, you know, I mean, it's just people on their feet. How serious can it be? But, um, you know, the point is hopefully that gets figured out. They've got two weeks from today to, uh, make lots of plans and pave lots of lanes and circles and arrows and the whole deal. And I think it'll be okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Have we significantly covered the, uh, the events of this race? I mean, we've been all over the place, and the race was all over the place. I think we hit the high points. All right, then. Well, let's see what our fans have said in the ooh, last week. Ooh, 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 ooh. Of course, it is time for listener feedback, and we have a lot of it this time. We only had one week since last show, but uh, we had some issues which people wanted to weigh in on. Blowing and up. Up in err whatever you just said <laughs> so yeah. we'll start with a couple emails and then we'll uh look at what's, what people are saying about us on the social network sphere yes Lago planet. A big thank you to landon lechner for getting back to us
0: once again a fellow m3 uh, owner thank you very much e46 no less and uh yes uh landon mine is in fact a six-speed and it is still very much laguna seca blue which may be the best part about that car i'm there's a lot of great things about that car, but that color is something. Some uh, – my wife is in graphic design, which is art, and she has a bunch of art friends. And some artist girl called it teal. I'm like, what's that all about? Teal? Yeah. That ain't right. Uh, it's not right at all. Anyway, uh, he wrote us back again to uh, offer a counterpoint to the uh, feedback we got from Mr. Hart a week ago. And he wished to tell us that uh, – he believed that we received his criticism very gracefully, but he wanted to add a couple of things. He said, first of all, I don't think either one of you talk too fast. He probably just, <laughs> he, well, let's just, he, I don't think either of you two think to uh, talk too fast. And, um, which is nice of him to say. Uh is
1: the first time I haven't been accused of talking too quickly, but, so thank you. Yeah,
0: there are moments where Jim does talk too quickly, but I will not say that the podcast is necessarily one of them. Secondly, he said, I think you already know this based on your on-air response, but you can't please everyone, so don't even try. So uh, we very much appreciate uh, those things, and he says that he likes the fact that we joke around, that we interrupt each other and all these kind of things. It's... It, it makes it more clear and obvious that we're just buddies talking about Formula One, and, and that really is the
1: case. And today we learned about a Thanksgiving
0: song, so is not army all <laughs> for the better? <laughs> it's very true. Very, very true. And would we have known that if we were more professional broadcasters? No. Well, Tom Brokaw, it's a lovely song you title you just mentioned.
1: Although the impressions, <laughs> i got to say, that may be a thing. <laughs> Although I called
0: you Tom Brokaw, and I was kind of being Tom Brokaw. More or less. More
1: I ish. mean, let's – I'll be generous on that one.
0: But. And uh, anyway, uh, Landon actually left you know a longer email that had a lot of wonderful things in it and uh, uh, appreciate that very much. Um, Landon does want to point out that it's just his opinion against Mr. Hart's but that because uh, Landon also owns an M3, he wins. And we have a hard time disagreeing with that. Right. <laughs> I mean,
1: if he offered us a Coke, that would be like a shoe in. That's uh, like that a,
0: would that would be nails in the coffin.
1: And or sending us a piece of something like that used to yes! be F one related. Yes! That hasn't happened in a long time, and that was brilliant. Yes, that's and true. Or, or
0: do you remember um, Craig the the kilt? He sent us that calendar. Yeah. The Hornets calendar, dude. I mean, that was entertaining. Craig
1: Vickhilt and his buddies, I mean, made me a beautiful like like meal when I was over there. They hosted me at their house and had a huge. So like there are there are ways. Yeah. that we can be bought for we're, sure. Is what on. I'm trying to say.
0: Landon, where's our
1: dinner? I mean, if there's if there's <laughs> Wait, is that what we're saying? No, I think we Wait, got. If off there track was there. like
0: a twenty five dollar gift card to Apple D- Applebee's attached to, <laughs> hey, taste of the race, American
1: Grand Prix, it's got to be something. Oh, already. there you go. Yes, Applebee's, though? Oh, a fiesta it's, lime it's chicken. Got, no. <laughs> No, you know I used to work at Applebee's. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, wait. You cheat. How many buckets of sugar did you have to put in the sweet tea? Uh, it was a lot. There was it was literally buckets. That's what I just want to remember. That's the thing I remember most about your tenure at Applebee's,
1: which was to be fair in North Carolina. So well, of course, you know, sweet tea is a thing. We, I think, have digressed. I'm not sure, but I think <laughs> Digress from what? Well, listener feedback. Oh. We have another email. Oh, do we? Yes. Uh, we've got uh, so so Landon Checkbag game, which is cool, and and yes, we I do remember your name from years ago. Um, he says he's found a way to watch all the races with his own eyes. So does that mean you've gone to all the races yourself, Landon? or Are you just watching them online right now? No, so we got
0: clever with torrents or something. Okay,
1: well, so that's that's very different than traveling all around the world all the time, which would be very amazing. So, yes, but
0: his own eyes were viewing Formula One.
1: Well, uh, they were viewing a screen that was anyway. Well. Uh, we also got an email from uh, John in Toronto, Ontario, yes. sort of a local guy. He says he would loved the preview of the Austin track, which is cool. I love that too, so thanks for that, Robin. Um, and the discussion about what it is like to sit in an F1 car was one he had not heard before. And uh, again, yeah, big, yeah, uh, I, big
0: ups for that. I hadn't done it before. Uh,
1: <laughs> neither have I. <laughs> um, he talked about how you can change the differential with paddles on the back of the steering wheel. And he asks on the next show, which is now this show because of time travel, can you please explain what that means? So I defer to you, Mr. Engineer Man. Yes, um, if, I, if you can explain a little bit about well I'll finish his email and then we'll go to that question um, so he says we might want to consider an education segment on our show not F1-101 what the flags mean and all that but something more advanced uh, which we've thought about from time to time of little little bits and bobs and you a little bit about the car and the, you know, the seating position and stuff was a cool kind of taste of that sure um, and he says, I doubt I'm your only listener who does not know what a differential is. Keep up the good work and enjoy, or he just says, keep up the work and enjoy the USGP. So uh, can you enlighten us a bit about, uh, you know, the differential in, in in a general sense, and then in an F1 car what that may, uh, what those adjustments may mean?
0: Yeah, and I think the first place to start was, is which what the flags mean. So a yellow flag, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so what a differential is, you basically have, a, couple of, ma- a f- couple of major things between the engine and the wheels actually turning on the ground. So the engine spins, the wheel spins. There's some other things that spin in between it. Um, the two big ones are the transmission and the differential. The transmission is where all the different gears are, where you get the correct uh, ratio of how quickly the engine spins versus the uh, wheel spin. So that's where the different gears are and everything else. But what a differential does is transfers that... Um, transfers that energy, that spinning energy from, if it's a rear-wheel drive car, transfers that um, spinning motion from a fore-aft spinning motion to a lateral spinning motion. So basically, it's a set of gears that um, allows the wheels to spin um, in the in the direction they're supposed to be spinning. And that's kind of complicated sounding, but basically what it is, is it's the last spinning thing between the wheels and the engine. Um, In a Formula One sense, there's a lot of trickery that goes on. And a differential, the other thing it does, wow, this is getting complicated fast, isn't it? A little bit. Uh, (laughs) Differential also is what allows a wheel, uh, drive wheels to spin at different speeds. So if you're going around a corner, the inside wheel wants to go slower than the outside wheel. Differential allows that to happen. And um, how does it need to be explained? Because I'm already getting into the weeds here. Right. In an F1 car, there's a lot of trickery that goes along, and you can actually adjust that. And what that adjustment is, is how, how easily or how difficult it is for the inside wheel to spin freely compared to the outside wheel. You can make it so that the two wheels are more likely to spin together at the same speed, or they're more likely to spin at different speeds, one slower, one faster. And for different types of corners, you may want one behavior over the other. So what's extremely impressive about a Formula One car is that they can change those settings on the fly like that. And so in one corner, they might want the differential to be more locked up, which would be both wheels spinning at the same speed. Or in another corner, they want
1: it to be more open. And I'm doing air quotes for everyone yeah, to if you could see. Yeah, if everyone could see Robin's hand motions, you'd be it's, it's illuminating. As to, I learned all about the lateral forces and the gears involved with his, with his hands. But, um, yeah. but anyway, um, so that's what the differential does, and I've probably done more harm than good. So, the Google.com is a great website. If you go there and punch in differential, all will become clear. Maybe we shouldn't do an educational segment. I don't know.
0: Well, you said you're the engineer, so I started being engineer. Well, you are, but
1: maybe that was the problem. That was the problem. All right, but thank you for the email, and um, maybe we were helpful.
0: I would very much, John, if you have the time, it would be hugely impressive. Email us back and see if that was helpful at all. He stopped listening like three minutes ago. Differentials are good. They do things good.
1: Another email from Luis A from Spain again. Another listener from Spain. Um, uh, I thought it was Canadian. No, Luis A. Get it? Ah. Yeah. He says he's been following our podcast podfast. Yeah, for quite a long time. See, you're and, talking too fast. Yeah, right? I am. Uh, he has already left us a nice review on iTunes, which we appreciate. We haven't mentioned that in a little while, but. You know, we we had a you know every once in a while people get upset with us and put weird reviews on iTunes for us, and uh, I think there's a lot of people that are just happily listening along and uh, aren't aren't bothered by the reviews. But if you ever are uh, really bored and have iTunes open, uh, feel free to stop by there and leave us something nice uh, so that other people can find our show because we really much appreciate that. Anyway, uh, he wanted to pop in and encourage uh, encourage us to keep doing the show. Uh, great as you are currently doing it and not get undermined by these people who still don't get that we're not professional broadcasters or um, the main point uh, that we do not get any cash at all by doing the show in our personal time this is Um, true that is very true (laughs) statement Um, yeah this is not a money maker for us uh, but, uh, he really enjoys the show as it is, uh, our comments and the way that we do them and interrupt each other, listener feedback and everything on it. So now you're part of listening. There's feedback, a lot so of pro
0: interrupters in the group.
1: I guess, man, let's, let's, they, they're used to us. I mean, they've been listening to us <laughs> for like five years now, five plus years. And that's, this is just how we are. Um, Anyway, I uh, wanted to say this out loud uh, because testimonials like the last one uh, just make him angry and sad. So I think Luis may actually be more passionate about our show than we are, I think, <laughs> uh, to some level. But No, uh, oh, it's, it's pleasant. It's just like
0: uh, you know, it's like people defending you, you know, like getting upset. It's like, no, that's my boy. You know what I mean? It's like your boy might be like, no, it's okay. It's a thing. But then you'd be like, no, no, you're my boy. That's
1: not cool. So it, like, transfers the force from, like, on one axis to, like... Right. ...the other... Differentials. Axis. It di- differentials it. It's, like, the differential <laughs> of my boy. Uh, what? <laughs> um, he said, so he's not the... Uh, that, uh, the other listener we had from Spain is not the only one in Spain, so uh, it's good to hear there's a couple of you guys out there, and, uh, and that he is an Alonso follower. Well, no. say, something, say something in Spanish, Jim. You've got this ability. You should capitalize. Muchas gracias por tu mensaje. Okay, so thank you very much... Something about guacamole, I think it was i don 't know <laughs> thank you very much. Taco burrito enchilada. Um, okay me gusta mucho que tenemos muchos escuchadores en España, but yeah, but do you see want to that, for you
0: I, I, yes i 'm sure now those guys are very happy, but now I am totally clueless, like
1: for all I know, you just made fun of my mother. Well, I never mind anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, then so he wrote this email uh, yesterday before watching the races, so he was really concerned about uh, Vettel... Um, having the penalty being put back to the back of the grid, right, even right. though he's an Alonso fan, he he had Vettel Vettel as prediction, so he's like, oh, it's gonna be a disaster, and uh, we we know how that turned out. And we were not the only ones in that boat. So uh, Luis, you did okay. We all did okay. Uh, we're gonna talk about predictions in a minute, but uh, otra vez muchas gracias por tu mensaje. Thank you very much for your message and. Uh, we have lots and lots going on on Facebook. Um, we're we're already running a bit long on our uh, listener feedback here. But How could we run long on listener feedback? You know what? It is not even completely dark outside yet. So we, let's let, let's let's go keep, big. Let's keep the happy train going. We've got Neil Popham, uh, as always, our prediction stud. is always posting fun things on the on the F one cars. Whatever our
0: show is called, differential.
1: <laughs> yes, it's the, on the, the differential show. Um, right after I, I posted about um, the uh, what did it. it uh, Williams? No. <laughs> what the heck did I post? Well, no. Nico Hulkenberg to Sauber. Yes. And then he says, "Oh, well, now the STR guys are confirmed as well, so that's good." Yes. Um, we had. Uh, so it's going to be Ricardo and it's Bern actually at STR. which pretty is. pretty
0: quickly filling up the the teams that are confirmed. Confirmed. The ones that aren't are interesting. Like one notable exception is uh, Heikki Kovalainen, for example. Yeah.
1: He's yeah. And
0: what about and Duresta as well? Duresta came off a Maldonado little. Mauno
1: is not confirmed yet, so they're maybe working on some money or some who knows what. But uh, And then, you know, it's looking like it's going to be Esteban Gutierrez at uh, at Sauber, but I don't know that that's confirmed yet either. Um, so anyway, if we have two Mexicans in the grid, then that will be great because I really want to see a Mexican Grand Prix partly because that would be delicious and as we talked about <laughs> on the previous show there's lots of Mexican F1 fans and it'd be really fun to go do that and I do believe that
0: uh, both of them are Telmex sponsored folks are well not? not
1: anymore well because because Sauber is sponsored by Telmex but Checo Perez is not I mean he's going to he, I mean the money came through him of course that was the connection right. but he's going to Vodafone McLaren Mercedes Vodafone being a big competitor to Telmex oh wow I mean globally. that's really fascinating yeah, there's Excellent. a lot of Sponsor issues. I mean, they both have shoe sponsors, and they don't line up. I mean, he's uh, there's there's like a tequila sponsorship from Mexico, which is sort of clashes with Johnny Walker for Mercedes for McLaren and whatever. So there's Johnny,
0: but okay, it's hard, like or it's right, not. It's, it's, okay, I was you know. Say. But okay. they're different brands, and yeah, they're all well. owned by different companies and of whatever. Course. So
1: there's a lot of there's you know, it's like a Reebok versus Puma sponsorship from different teams and all that. So there's several things that'll be interesting to see what changes and what doesn't. But it was interesting to see that Telmex said we're sticking with Sauber. Not that we're going to have some weird clash where the car... I mean, you don't want two phone companies and two liquor companies. Of course, companies no, absolutely. No, they're, but they're
0: figuring it out. But, I mean, what Sergio went through... Sergio basically came up through a Red Bull driver's program equivalent that
1: Carlos Slim, the owner of Telmex, put together. Right. I mean, that that's... And then he, he was involved with Ferrari, but then now he's separate from Ferrari. Now he's competing against them. So anyway, it's, yeah, it's, it's,
0: uh, that's so that's really fascinating. That'll be part
1: of our, I think, post-season show. We'll yeah, break that we'll, down. We'll have a little to dig into in that We're one a little bit. Still, somehow we are still in listener feedback. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna, so Neil Popham is good. Yeah, no, and the driver announcements. I wanted to mention that. Um, and then uh, Luis Manuel Silvestre from Portugal. Um, right next to Spain. Um, it, but, uh, a <laughs> your geography
0: I, is amazing. I,
1: but a language I do not speak was where I was going. If you wouldn't interrupt me all the time. Um, <laughs> well, stop talking so fast. He says, just a few words about the show. It is nice to hear your refreshing views on the F1 world, as it's nice to hear such an in-depth show made by Americans. Which, uh, is, is that a compliment? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, I've been hearing you for the last two years and never lost a show, which is excellent. Thank you for, uh, for, for staying with us, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely, that. yeah. And... Uh, he says, <laughs> that goes to the guy who said your show is not professional. Come on. If he wants pro, he gets sky, which, you know, fair enough. There's lots of options for professional, and that's that's not necessarily us. Your amateur work is fine. I also listen to Christine Blatchford and Mr. C side podcast, which is also great. Friends of the show. And when Joe Sayward's in, it's blast. And I, I very much agree. Um, we were fans of them as well. And Peter Windsor's The Flying Lap, which I don't know if you've seen many of those, but those... Um, he does It's a, usually like a video podcast And goes uh-huh. pretty well in depth On some stuff He would know about a differential He'd be able to explain that Because he's got video And like a whiteboard They could totally tell, talk more About differentials Very true uh, But anyway um, that's, that's real deep stuff um, But anyway But please keep going um, Also interesting When you share experiences Like driving on the Mecca Nordschleife He says Boy do I dream of going on there Been to Germany three times But never in, quite in the right spot For oh, Germany Oh you gotta do um, it Oh it's huge And the recent F1 Three-seater experience Was awesome to hear um, but then, this is for you, Robin, he says, I understand Robin races regularly and drove single-seaters. Please share with us. Which ones? How was it? The track? <laughs> so his, his experience is only with 125cc go-karts and track days, but dream of single-seaters and GTs. Um, and check out his Porsche Museum photos and keep going. Best. So thank you very much, Luis. Uh, obrigado, I think, in, Port- in Portuguese. Um, but, um, well, if,
0: if people are interested, genuinely, maybe we could do something off-season where we could get into that a little bit more, uh, some of my racing past, and... Our racing future, because Jim and I are now racing together um, in a very low-budget thing, but we're doing it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but in general, I raced um, at the regional and national level at, in Skip Barber. So the fa- farthest I got was a Skip Barber National Championship in 2004. Uh, most notable competitors in that championship were... Tico Perez! Marco Andretti, who is now an IndyCar driver, and uh, a partial season, uh, Sergio Perez. I did race Sergio Perez, and in fact... Um, it's on our Facebook page somewhere. I have a picture of Sergio Perez in my phone when he was 14 in front of his, um, Telmex slathered, uh, Skip Barber, uh, race car. It
1: all ties together. It does. It's 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 a small world. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Nadim Z has, uh, has posted on Facebook. It's been a while since we've heard from him. I believe he's in Australia. Um, he's got a 3 a.m. Start time for this race. Ooh. Um, but, uh, he says, I just wanted to say with the, wouldn't it be late at night for him? 3 a.m. is arguably late at night, but I mean, it's like the next, probably it's like Tuesday or something in Australia. I don't know. <laughs> I see. It's yeah. 3 a.m. Monday morning. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. all um, right. Anyway, uh, he th- he says, with the Austin circuit, I think having the slow bit is needed, as this is where Red Bull won't have a great advantage, and it allows people to catch up a bit as it's aerodependent. Um, and uh, also, just saw in the sky, Ant Davidson says that that part is very technical. Anyway, can't wait for the 3 a.m. start time. So, um, you know, so he says there's not maybe too many corners in the Austin Grand Prix track. Um, and, you know, neither of us have seen uh, sort of an F1 race there yet. Uh, so yeah. we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks and we'll see. Are there too many corners? Do they need to change something? Um, you know, there's also that, that concern about Abu Dhabi. Um, and, and you said it's sort of a pretty similar layout where there's, yeah, some fast flowing bits. But with Abu Dhabi, you see so many options that they have where there's like little chicane and little kinks right. that they can sort of choose not to or choose to use. So but they take every repro- one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's kind of like a little city street section in there that's really kind of weird, like yeah, super I, narrow. Yeah, real narrow bit. Yeah. You know, and like, it'd be that. cool if there's like a, you know, every third lap, you've got to do that. It's just to really mess them up. But, <laughs> a little
0: figure eight racing thrown into the mix. Uh,
1: but yeah, more, you know, uh, Lori Jordan, as always, had a taste of the race uh, that, that she made for uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, which looks some some hummus, uh, what is it? We got uh, lamb kofta with flatbreads, yogurt sauce, um, muhammara, vegetable couscous with chunky onion, harissa. Anyway, it looks delicious. I believe it's
0: pronounced humus.
1: Right, but there's other words on there that aren't aren't that. Humus. Um, and, uh, and Colin Sato, Jaffa Graves, Sean Scanlon, all all the usual suspects are, are added on the Facebook page. So um, the point is, if you're not taking part in these discussions, you really should be. Uh, visit funwithcars.com. Where you can comment on the shows directly, and there are links to our profiles and our, our things on uh, Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. And, uh, Which
0: we actually have to update, by the way. They're not actually all that
1: terribly accurate anymore. No, they're 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 legit. I mean, the the logo isn't the right thing because whatever, but, you know, it's the right – it's twitter.com slash fun underscore with underscore cars. No, 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 the profiles and that kind of thing. No, I've been changing some of that stuff.
0: Oh, have you? Yeah, some of it. Okay. Does it say that I'm old now? Does it – and Robin is now old. Oh, no, that. No, it still –
1: no, it still says you're young. It's got that picture of you from like 20 years ago. (laughs) Not 20. Well – a few. Right.
0: Listen, you know what?
1: You know what? Are you going to interrupt me now or what?
0: <laughs> all right. Stop running jokes into the ground.
1: Okay. <laughs> There's a throwback for you. All right. We got
0: to stop. Predictions. We need to predict and talk about what was predicted. Let's do that. Let's do that. Finally, 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 Sebastian Vettel doesn't Vettel it all over the place, and I have some ground to work with. Unfortunately, Vettel still managed to somehow Vettel it a bit, and it didn't get much of an advantage. However, the news of the predictions is that I won. Thank you very much. That's the I won sound. That is the I won sound. So all three of us uh, predicted Sebastian Vettel would be on pole. Which, of course, how could he not be? Right. And I kind of caved in there. I was like, ugh, I give up on this. I can't do this anymore. We were wrong. You, me, Damien, everyone was wrong. Sebastian Vettel was 24th on the grid. We use the grid position as the final say-all, so the fact that um, he was third on Saturday doesn't mean anything, and the fact that he ended up being 23rd at the actual start of the race also doesn't mean anything because um, that was... It's whatever the official grid position is set, and that's that. Anyway, he started dead last, so that was 23 points for each and every one of us. All came down to who finished uh, what you predicted for the race. You and Damien both also predicted that Sebastian Vettel would win the race. You were wrong. Um, I predicted Fernando Alonso, which was also wrong, but was less wrong. So I won by a whole entire point. (laughs) <laughs> Alonso finishing second, Sebastian Vettel only managing third.
1: Yes, and we had a lot of Vettel Vettel predictors. I was, you know, it's a natural uh, thing with, with the, the way his form has been lately. But big shout out this week to uh, Bodhi Tuladar and Craig Thurston. Um, for predicting Hamilton Alonso, which is the closest anyone got, no one picked Hamilton Raikkonen, which would have been amazing. It would, would have been zero points. That would have been massive. The yeah. Hamilton Alonso uh, prediction was worth just one point, and uh, Bodie and Craig tied for that. And then Paul Schakman uh, got two points for predicting Hamilton and Vettel. Three points go to Cliff Cattell for Weber Vettel. And then there's uh, and then one guy, one solo solo guy, uh, Pradeep Kumar Thapa uh, predicted Al- Reik- Alonso for the pole, but Raikkonen for the win. So one guy did pick. Oh wow. put, Reagan for the win and good for and, him good, for, good him. for you unfortunately the alonso uh, poll thing didn't, didn't come good for you um but there were yeah like eight folks um who basically who you know sort of gained a lot this week uh, by not uh, not predicting vettel for the poll uh, or even hamilton for the for the win that was obviously another, uh, another bad one or yeah, anyone almost who, bad, yeah. or uh, for example craig the kilt who had weber for the win which is also not a good one because of his retirement yeah so you know, you were in twelfth spot, leading all, a bunch of a bunch of Vettel Alonso predictors, and then Damien and I tied for eighteenth um, with lots of others for the Vettel Vettel predictors, and we all got twenty five points. Um, so, and
0: I managed just twenty four. Right. <laughs> so there's my win, which means that you've won nine of these things, and I've won seven. So I crept forward a little bit, but uh, you are still, in fact, in the lead in both individual wins and total points scored.
1: Right. So looking at the uh, overall uh, predictions championship now um Coming I, down to the wire i am 30 points behind tony drake tony drake is in the lead with 140 points i've got 170 you've got 190 so um no no one's mathematic well some people are but uh, we are not mathematically eliminated from this championship Very yet. True. we've only got two rounds to go and Very it's of true. course you know tony drake's uh, looking pretty good here and and louise marks that's uh craig's better half um is uh, in second spot with 149 so uh big big shout out to her she's doing really really well and uh, anyway... With uh, that in mind... Yes. I think we're going to do something unprecedented.
0: We are going to give real and true insights into who to predict for those top ten people, the people that are ahead of us. We're going to give you guys an edge on this. You know who's looking good? Charles Peake. Charles Peak. That's interesting because I agree with you yeah. that he's a solid choice. However, you cannot go wrong with an Noreen Karthikeyan pick these days.
1: Yeah. Think he's... about if he hadn't had that steering issue... I, he would have been he had I mean, well, well up over. there. I mean, yeah, Well up there. Sharp end of something. And the qualifying, it was just bad luck. It was just traffic right. this time. But I mean, that's not going to happen. Circuit of the Americas is new for everyone, so there's no reason to think that a Red Bull is going to be any faster than an HRT. Zero. So None. I'm thinking, yeah, you top ten folks, um, yeah, I think that the, the HRT, uh, you know, Marussia kind of region is a good place to be. Um, so that's good. Uh, we, because we're just risky and dumb, right. will probably yep. go a slightly different route. Exactly. Um, so, what do you think? So, you were saying overall, you think Circuit of the Americas, in terms of a similar track, you think Abu Dhabi is actually really pretty close to it. I think it
0: is fairly close. And I also think, uh, you know, Austin, Austin, Texas is not a cold place. It's not Abu Dhabi hot, certainly, but it is not going to be a. 50 degree and rainy day. You know it's gonna. There's most likely gonna be some sun load on the track. And there's most likely gonna be fairly warm ambient temperatures. So I think in that sense it'll be fairly similar. The layout is uh, definitely similar. The length and the number of corners is similar. So you're
1: saying the Hamilton Reagan bet is, the, is that probably Hamilton will do really well and dominate qualifying, but then have a fuel pressure failure. Probably Vettel will get a penalty. He'll be at the back in the most, grid. Most.
0: I mean, you know, it, not to get not to parse it up too much, but I think the differential will be close to lock on this one.
1: Got it. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's tough, right? Because we all kind of, we, we all got burned by by the Vettel Vettel thing. I mean, not so much in the race, but obviously in quality, um, it was amazing how well he uh, was able to recover from that to, uh, to get the third spot for our predictions and for the championship. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if, uh, if it's worth doing another Vettel Vettel, or if we think McLaren's going to, uh, going to come, come back at it. Um, I'll tell you, you know, what I don't think. And, uh, I'll tell you that after you predict. <laughs> but okay. I don't,
0: I, you'll probably agree with me anyway.
1: Um, I'm going to go historically, whether it makes sense or not. Yeah. The last U.S. Grand Prix, pole position, Lewis Hamilton. Winner of the race, Lewis Hamilton. Oh, wow. Um, we witnessed this. Right. And it was his third win, or second win, because he won yeah, in Canada won the week before. Yep. Um, and then second place was Alonso last year, and Massa was third. Wow, Massa used to be good. Huh. Um, yes. Fastest lap was Kimi Rankinen, though, actually. Oh, uh, how about that? Hmm. So yeah, actually that that uh, I mean, except for Massa being that high, uh, seems like a pretty reasonable set. So yeah, obviously that was a whole different racetrack, and that was many years ago. But as it happens, that's actually not a not that crazy of a thing. So I am jumping the Vettel ship, as it were. There's only one problem with your prediction, which is that is exactly what I was thinking. Well, I said it first, therefore I am better. <laughs> And I'm already 20 points ahead of you. So go ahead and predict the same yeah, thing. Uh, I can do no wrong. That's true. Just go Vettel Vettel, dude. I what, am can, tempted. what can possibly go wrong? No, I am
0: actually quite tempted to go Vettel Vettel, vettel. Or Masa. Solely I mean, because, maybe. Yeah, oh, sure. Raikkonen again. Who knows? Maybe he's got the momentum now. See, I really don't think so. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's no reason not to think so. Although, you know, there's plenty of – I mean, University of Texas has its fair share of young ladies. I have a feeling Raikkonen may get distracted.
1: Maybe slightly off his game. Yes. Fair enough. Oh. That's true. You know, why do you have to do Hamilton-Hamilton? Because um, I'm smart, I, obviously, uh, and quicker. Why did I
0: give you that edge that is not fair? It's not fair.
1: All right. What do you got, dude?
0: Uh, I mean, I re- the thing is, I, I, re- I, I really do think Hamilton-Hamilton. But, but I have to say that Vettel is not a bad bet. Certainly, neither of us agree. Neither of us think that Alonso is going to be up there. And... What does that mean? That means that Vettel's in a very strong position for the championship, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're saying by not saying it.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I mean, I don't think uh, Alonso is going to be able to do enough to uh, keep off keep Vettel off from uh, from doing his thing. So, yeah,
0: I you know what? I I for the sake of making this championship interesting, for the sake of having the opportunity to do better, and because it's not a bad prediction by any means, I am going to go Vettel Vettel here. So the tables have been turned. Whee! It's the sound a table makes when Being it's turning. turned. Yes. Hamilton, Hamilton for you. Vettel, Vettel for me. The old F1 show, fun with cars, Grand Prix show, swaparoo. And uh, Mr. Damien, of course, thinks Lewis Hamilton is going to be a Paul agrees with you, and that Kimi Raikkonen is going to win the race. Yeah,
1: but he doesn't know about University of Texas and the, the whole deal, <laughs> the <very> whole situation. <laughs> the the amount of barbecue and beer that's available to anyone in Texas and yes. in Austin. Um so real quick I've got the 07 Grand Prix page pulled up on Wikipedia right now and there's just a couple of names in here that I just um you know you kind of had forgotten about um which it, and it's, which is interesting right so it had um uh you know Kimi Raikkonen in the Ferrari of course at that point right. um uh Heikki Kovalainen in the Maca- um, no a, in the Renault. in the Renault yes with uh, um, uh, Fisichella, right. Um, it was Vettel's debut in the Sauber, and he was BMW the youngest Sauber, right? BMW Sauber, yeah, and that he, was with Nick Heidfeld. Uh, the other BMW Sauber, yeah, it was Heidfeld who yeah. finished fifth, and uh, Vettel seventh. He was became the youngest driver to score a point in F one that day. You're uh, not truly in the Toyota. Remember when Toyota was in F one? Get like, off that, my lawn! That was a thing. Um, but like farther down the field, we've got the Super Aguri's, right? Oh, we've got yeah. Anthony Davidson, Takuma Sato. Uh, the Williams Toyota—they were using Toyota power then. Right. Spiker Ferraris,
0: and they it's w- funny to think about um, Anthony Davis and you know now he most recent ma- major thing he did was Le Mans, and I don't know because he had his back
1: injury. I don't know if he did anything. Was he WEC? Yeah. Did he compete after? Yeah, Le Mans? he's come back, dude. The Toyotas have have won the la- like pole, pole to flag victories uh, in the last two rounds of the World Endurance Championship in the Six Hours of Shanghai and like South Paulo have the R18's been competing? whatever. Yeah. Really? Well, against the Audis, yeah. So the Audis because the the Toyotas missed, you know, had crash crash and failure at Le Mans and um and then and then missed the first two rounds because they weren't ready yet. So Audi had the championship, but like next year, World Endurance Championship looks pretty exciting because yeah. the Toyotas no, have some stuff over these Audis.
0: The the team that won Le Mans also won the championship. I remember that. Right. I can't remember their names ever. It's like Lautner and uh
1: two other people. Andre Lauterer, Marcel Falsner and Benoit Trillier. Those guys. Those guys, yeah. Anyway, um, so, but then the Scott Speed and the, in the, uh, STR yes, and uh, Scott. remember Scott Speed. Yeah. That was a guy.
0: He's kind of falling. He's falling off the NASCAR radar too. But he just yeah,
1: came. Red Bull was uh cool and Weber at that point. So anyway, it was just kind of, a, I saw him like super agree and like
0: and, Scott you know, Speed. It was and, five years ago, which in a way is a lifetime in F1, but at the same time you're like, ah, oh, it's a lifetime, but it isn't really. But then when you listen to that, you're like, wow, that is a lot
1: different than it was
0: now, than it is now.
1: I mean, we had Ralph Schumacher, but not Michael Schumacher because that was while he was retired and he was still racing. <laughs> and Christian Albers in the Spiker, you know, next to Adrian Couture. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago. We were there, you know. It was the, or the early days of what was then the F1 show. Uh, but uh, it is kind of a while ago, you know, with uh, with all these guys doing the thing. Jensen Button in the Honda, you know. Who's,
0: with Rubens.
1: Um was he yeah with rubens look at that yep and button came 13th and rubens 15th and that was another great
0: result that was the earth car the earth remember we were both like wow that car is way
1: prettier in person right yeah uh anyway so um point is uh that that happened and that was a while ago but we're super excited that in just two weeks time we will be at the at the circuit of the americas i will be you who knows where you'll be in two weeks but hopefully you will be with me at the, at the race, checking this stuff out. And then five years from then, we'll be able to look back in that and be like, oh, man. <laughs> exactly. You remember when Jensen Button used to be a driver? That was amazing. That it was heard. amazing. or yeah. Schumacher. Wow, that guy was so old. Yeah, whatever. So um, anyway, visit funwithcars.com. Please, please, check please, out, please. Check out all the things that we're doing. We'll have uh, some cool updates as we uh, get to the race and uh, all the fun things around that. Um, again, if you uh, haven't updated your podcast feed in, in quite a while and it's still playing at f1show.com, that's going to stop working at some point. So please uh, make sure you've got all the latest stuff in your uh, podcast client and follow us online, Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. And we will bring you a bunch of fun coverage in the near future. It's all – its <laughs> fine. I mean, it's been – like November has been so far away for like this whole season. It's like, yeah, it's this year, but that's way off in November. And now it's like, holy crap, it's November. So this is this is fun. It's all – it's all coming to pass, so it's, it's fun. I anyway, think that was
0: a little bit more in your head than in mine, but that's okay. Well, Because November's here now. Yes. Suddenly,
1: November happened. And for me,
0: it was like more linearly, ah, November's getting closer. A little bit from
1: before. That well, I had kind of a crazy and- October in my defense, so I was like really focused on October for quite some time. The point is, <laughs> this show is now over, and I am Jim Lau. And I'm Robin Warner. Don't mess with Texas.